You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Monday, so in this episode, you'll be hearing one of our favorite and most actionable talks from past conferences. Here we go. But I'm going to take you through account-based revenue. And we are going to talk about some models and some metrics and some math. But the big key point I want to focus on is, if you're not thinking about revenue with this strategy, what are you doing? So if you look at the trend, and John Miller showed this in his presentation as well, of where account-based marketing is going, for three years, it's been up and to the right. And even this event, I mean, last year, this event was in a comedy club in this hotel. So from going from a comedy club into a venue like this, I mean, it just shows the growth. But when you think about the reality of the situation, I mean, this graph shows account-based marketing versus Pokemon Go. Who plays Pokemon Go here? Right? I bet more of you do and you're not admitting it. And I bet you also wish this was, a, what did they call it, a Pokestop? Uh, but it's not. But the point is that we're all the evangelists here. We're all the innovators and the early adopters. And what we're learning as a, as a group is really going to set the direction for ABR or AB anything or AB everything. Because it's so new, I have done something that I probably have never done before, and that is shut my mouth and keep my ears open. For 18 months, I've been reading and talking to clients and talking to prospects and talking to people like John Miller, Matt Hines, Craig Rosenberg, anyone I could to learn more about where are we going with this account-based strategy. And I'm finally ready to share some of what I've learned. So, it is account-based what? You know, what does it really mean? Like, remember when inbound was gonna kill outbound? Or remember when social was gonna kill the phone? Well, I don't want us to fall into the same trap and say account-based marketing is gonna kill every other strategy, because it's not. And when we get in this cycle of buzz and hype, we kind of lose sight of how you build a business. And sometimes how you build a business is using multiple strategies. So once again, it's all going to be focused on revenue. It's all going to be about the really hard work of getting revenue out of a set of very specific accounts. So once again, I'm going to learn, uh, share with you four things that I've learned along the way. And the learning number one is that math matters. I've heard a lot of presentations. What I haven't heard is people talk about how you do the math behind your strategy. And I think before you do anything else, you need to do that math. So I want you to, I'm gonna share this acronym with you, STEM. The funnel is STEM. So strategic, target, enterprise, and mid-market. When you talk to someone and they say, we're doing account-based whatever, you need to say to them, what do you mean by accounts? So if you start from the bottom, um, I'm just going to use some examples. We're not going to be talking about the SMB in that strategy because that's you know, millions of accounts there and that's something very different. But I'm going to use HomeAway 
as the example of the mid-market, KB Homes as an example of enterprise, HBO is target, and Home Depot is strategic. So let's get to the math. When you're doing the math for your account-based strategy, take your sort of mid-level account and assume it has a deal size of X. So you're going to spend 1X, coordination across your entire organization is going to be 1X, and your deal size is going to be 1X. But then when you bump up to an enterprise account, it is going to cost you more. You are going to have to coordinate more, and it better get you to that deal size of 3X. Because it, you know, the investment you're making needs to get you there. When you get to a target account, you're going to spend eight times, five times the coordination, and the deal size has to be 10 times bigger for that level of investment. And then finally, when you get to your strategic account, you know, we've, we've heard some great strategies laid out today, and they all involve investments. So if you're going to spend 13 times more, it's going to take 10 times more coordination, that deal size better be at 25%, because it in no way, shape, or form resembles the mid-market. So here's the thing about STEM. When I was doing research, and I went into an account, and I would say, are you doing account-based marketing? Yes, I am. Who picked your accounts? The field. That was the answer I heard consistently. So I said, okay, let's look at them. And when I looked at the accounts the field had selected, what I found was there were some from S, there were some from T, and there were some from E. There was no consistency across what they picked. And that is why the math matters. Because if you're not very specific about your market, and if you don't have these kind of numbers, you're going to be throwing that level of spend, that amount of coordination to get what level of deal size. So figuring out the math is the first thing you need to do. It's not going to be perfect, but it's your baseline for success with this strategy. So my second learning is that commitment matters. So I've heard some advice, right? So when I, when I hear people talk about A, B, whatever, they'll say marketing and sales need to be aligned. Okay. Um, you have to call multiple people within an account. Okay. You need personalized outreach. Okay. And that isn't account-based anything. That's just good sales and marketing. So there's no innovative thinking here. We have to get way beyond that to be successful with an A-B strategy. There is nothing wrong with a well-thought-out account-centric strategy. That's another point I want to make. If you're going after accounts in the mid-market in the enterprise, you're going after markets that large, you have an account-centric strategy in play. And that's great. But when you're going after the Home Depots and the HBO with an A-B strategy, account-based strategy, you've got to have a whole different game in place. So it just takes more effort. It takes more spend. And those deal size have to be that much bigger.
So what, one of the things I want to say is that you can't take what you were doing before and like ram your old strategies up the food chain, right? You can't take your demand generation tactics. You can't take what you were doing with your sales development team before. You can't do throwing your content out there, gated or ungated, and getting leads and thinking that's going to work in an account-based strategy. It's not. And it just doesn't work at those levels. Account-centric, yes. Account-based, no. So let me give you an example. In the mid-market, you can give messaging like this. I want to talk to you about your strategy for whatever, and we're going to have... And, and I'd like a quick 10-minute chat. To win in the mid-market, all you need to do is rise above the white noise. We saw a ton of bad emails today. And by the way, if you think those emails are bad, you should listen to the voicemails your people are sending. Ten times worse. But to, to win in the mid-market, really all you have to do is rise above the, the white noise and be that much better. For an enterprise account, you have to step it up. Marketing has to develop better content. Sales development needs to create more interest. And sales really needs to drive value. That's what it takes to win an enterprise account. But with a target account, you need to nail it. Really nail it with your sales and marketing process. Because everybody wants to get into HBO. And you have to show to HBO what is it that makes you special. And then finally, strategically, you need to have a process so amazing, you have to be so embedded in that account that they think you're an extension of their team. You have to deliver so much value that they can't live without you. That's what it takes to sell to an enterprise account. So the commitment isn't linear. It's not, you know, straight across the board, the level of spend the level of commitment, the level of coordination simply isn't linear. As you go up that food chain, it's significantly different, each step up the STEM ladder. So when you're talking about commitment, commitment in the, in the mid-market is like, yeah, we're aligned. Commitment in the enterprise requires actual alignment. And I'm talking alignment across the organization, from the executive level to marketing, through sales, through sales development, through operations, through field marketing, you name it. You need actual alignment. But then when you sell into the target accounts, you need coordination. Coordination is more than just alignment. And then finally, at the strategic account level, you need orchestration. You need someone to take that baton and be an orchestra leader for your team. You need to make the music happen in those strategic accounts because you're such a well-oiled orchestra that, once again, those strategic accounts think you're part of their organization. Learning number three, plays matter. So plays, in this instance, we're going to call it's a play as a campaign. So play is now becoming a brand for the word campaign. So once again, you can't spam your way into these strategic accounts. What we did in the past doesn't matter. You can't do one-and-done demos. You can't sell your email templates. We have to do something dramatically different. 
So I'm going to ask you to imagine something for a minute. I'm going to ask you to imagine that you are a SaaS company. And you are a SaaS company that sells amazing HR software. So forget what you actually do. You are now selling amazing HR software. For a company like HomeAway in the mid-market, your message could be something as simplistic as this a better way to hire A players. It's relevant to them and it's widely applicable. You could talk to a broad swath of prospects with that message. But if you move up the food chain, um, you have to be more targeted on how a company like KB Homes can leverage their brand. It's how our peers like you, other enterprise companies, leveraging their brand. It's a shift in the message. Then when you move to a company like HBO, you need to be super focused on what their industry is doing. So HBO, because you've done your research on them, you know they and companies like them are hiring a lot of tech talent. So you get very specific with them about how they can hire tech talent. And you can use that message with Comcast, with Netflix, with other companies like that, because it's very peer-related. And then finally, when we talk about something like uh, getting into a Home Depot strategically, the message for them, once again, goes way up the food chain. And it's about what you discovered when you read their Q1. What are their opportunities going to be? What threats to their business are coming? And what do you know that you can share with them that's going to help them address those very issues? That's the caliber play you need to run to get you into that strategic account. So where does this all take us? It takes us to an understanding that not only is it how much you spend to get into the account, not only how much commitment you make to getting into that account, but your entire messaging strategy needs to change as well. And once again, the reason I think STEM is so important is you can't schmeld strategic target and enterprise accounts with a single message. And that is a very technical term, that word schmeld. I just want you to know that, super technical. All right. The other thing that happens is that the mix needs to change, right? It, it rises with cost and complexity. You know, the old um, three-legged stool of email, voicemail, and social isn't going to get their attention necessarily when you're targeting a strategic account. You need to get creative. You need to do things like, we heard some great ideas today, workshops. Have on-site workshops for your customers. Have executive briefings. Pre uh, prepare research that is unique to these companies. Those things are complex, and they have a cost associated with them, but it's going to get you in the door because it's going to differentiate you. It's going to make you that embedded vendor that then becomes a true partner. And then finally, learning number four is about metrics. So when we talk about metrics, you know, email open rates, I never understood that anyway. Who cares who opens your emails? Who cares how many people open them? And even email response rates, who cares? Unless you're tracking 
how many responded negatively versus how many responded positively, and very few people do that. They just don't matter. They're vanity metrics. So all of this goes away in the new world. And what you're going to measure, as John just said, is account-based metrics, which are different. Now, I liberated from John those three sections, coverage, engagement, and impact, because I always thought John was really, really smart, but he just got $22 million from a VC company, so now I think he's damn brilliant, right? So he's gone way up, so I liberated coverage, engagement, and impact. So let's start with coverage. So in the SMB world, all we care about is our champions, right? If they like us, we win the deal. So that's what we cared about in the SMB world. But in the ABR world, you're dealing with buying committees. Who's against us, who's with us, who are our allies, and who do we still need to convince? So there's a big difference in how we look at our relationships with various people in the organization. When we get to engagement, we all know the old game of MQLs is now changing to MQAs. You can't measure marketing the same way you used to. Like two people from the same company that fill out web forms in the SMB world, it's like, whoop, whoop, they're hot and they want us. That means nothing. In, a, in the AB world. So you have to figure out a new way to measure marketing on a bigger game. And then finally, impact is all about from pipeline sourced to pipeline influenced. So here's the real challenge with this. You know, everybody nods their head when we talk about metrics, but metrics drive compensation. So unless we figure out a new way to pay our marketing organizations, we're going to have a bit of a problem because we might want to change, but when your compensation drives behavior, we might not be able to change. So anyone who's thinking about this as a strategy has to look at the long tail, and the long tail includes compensation. So how do we put it all together? So what we have done is create in conjunction with some brilliant people, uh, such as Matt Hines at Hines Marketing, a service that looks at readiness. So everyone's rushing to execute. Like the people that are at the Olympics right now didn't just go to Rio and enter the Olympics. They prepared to win. And that's what we have to do as an industry. We need to understand how ready we are to launch this strategy. So when we go into an account, we, looked at, we look at strategy and alignment, account selection, players and positions, insights and plays, and tools and measures. This one is camera worthy because this is something you should all be sanity checking yourself against. It's not whether or not you should launch an AB strategy, it's where are you strong and where are you weak? Because math matters, commitment matters, plays matter, and metrics matter. And you need to understand where you, you land on the scale for all of those. So the next framework shows sort of a heat map for where you are in your strategy. So for instance, in this example, this particular client nailed it when it came to account selection, but not so much when it came to really knowing anything about those accounts, not enough to br bring um, insights into their plays. 
So building something like this within your organization or using a firm like ours to help you with this, it lays the foundation for where you are and where you need to go with this. So with that, um, I want to thank you for your time and attention. I want to thank you for being my beta on this presentation and allowing me to use my walker. And I am happy to answer any questions you might have. Katie? Round of applause. Thank you. Do we have anyone in the room with questions? Just raise your hand. Patricia, are you suggesting that I might have more than one marketing strategy? And at the end, based on which marketing customers are? Absolutely. Absolutely. There are very few. You can. You can. And it makes it that much more complicated for our sales and marketing teams. You know, I think. One of the things we've done in sales is specialize. Role specialization is now an established trend. We have, you know, sales development does this, closers do that, account management does that. What we have to do is kind of look at our marketing organizations the same way. For most people, demand generation isn't going to go away. It's going to remain consistent. And how you build your account-based strategy um, might be a whole different set of people because it's that dramatically different. So it's something we all need to think about. Hi, John. Um, so what are your thoughts about, you know, just that where sales has been specialized marketing, what are your thoughts about partnering up? Because sales is always here, marketing is always here. Yeah. With account-based marketing, account-based everything, whatever, the idea of an SDR, an AE, and a marketing rep all being strategic as opposed to marketing and then the yes. AE and SDR. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, it has to happen. But what's happening now is that it's the AE and the SDR kind of figuring it out on their own. That's an account-centric strategy. To really get to an account-based strategy, there has to be a formal process around that commitment and coordination, and people need to be assigned roles and responsibilities and measured on their effective output. Like what do you think? So is there like a ratio where you would say like there's one marketing person to a certain amount of accounts? Kind of like there's one SDR to five AEs. Is there a, have you seen a ratio that works there? I haven't seen it yet, but you know it's something we're going to keep an eye on. Yeah. So uh, this was really, really great content. And, you know, working with all kinds of companies, I'm sure you see the most common failure points that make you sort of beat your head against the wall and say, how come companies doing this help do this right? So there are one or two that you yep. think are sort of the uh, biggest ones that you think, I don't think they don't get it. Yeah, I think there's two that come to top of mind. One is companies launching a strategy that they're not ready for. Like they haven't in any way, shape or form evaluated their ability to do this. Because even if you launch an amazing A-B strategy, there are very few sales organizations that know how to execute at that level. Because like Jill said this morning, we're still selling, right? We don't actually know how to partner to close a deal. So I think some level of training and reconditioning needs to happen for our sales organization. That's one thing. Um, the other thing is that sh kind of schmeld of putting together all kinds of accounts and executing a singular account-based strategy against them. Everything's different. The message, the yield, the spend. So you have to be very specific with what you do. And that's why, you know, figuring out your math to begin with and figuring out your uh, prospect segmentation is such a critical success factor. 
Flip My Funnel is on a mission to build the largest and most engaged community of B2B professionals in the world. Join the movement at flipmyfunnel.com. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.